This edition of The Standard is brought to you by the AXA Startup Angel Competition. I'm Sharma Dean Reed, founder and CEO of The Stack World, and I'm here to help you turn your business dream into reality. There are six chances to win the competition, including two top prizes of £25,000, mentoring from myself and leading UK founders, plus business insurance for a year, thanks to AXA. Go to standard.co.uk forward slash AXA Startup Angel for details on how to enter and complete your entry by the 2nd of June, 2024. Good luck. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. ES Audio. From the Evening Standard in London, I'm John Weeks and this is The Leader. Today marks exactly 365 days since Sir Mark Rowley was sworn in as Met Police Commissioner. And yesterday he admitted that the force still has hundreds of officers who should have been sacked. I'm being sort of absolutely clear we're going to be sort of sacking and prosecuting more officers because we've got hundreds of people who shouldn't be there. That's off the back of the damning report into the Met Police six months ago, which found it was institutionally racist, misogynistic and homophobic. It's fair to say it's been a tough first 12 months for Sir Mark Rowley. He's had to respond to that report by Baroness Casey, which found failings were made at every level at Scotland Yard. I'm absolutely determined that on my watch, and I know the vast majority of my colleagues support this, that we will become a properly anti-discrimination organisation that's truly anti-racism, anti-misogyny and anti-homophobia. He's had to deal with the consequences of an intense period of NHS strikes across the country. In terms of our policing of London, I worry that these strikes will lead to more work from other agencies, particularly the health service, falling to the laps of police officers. And that will stop us doing the critical police work we need to do to protect London. And more recently, he's had to take action after terror suspect Daniel Khalif escaped Wandsworth Prison. So we're going to have to look at everything from uh, uh, as part of this investigation. Did he do this on his own? Did anyone inside the prison help him? Did anyone outside so the prison help him? So that's a live investigation. Him? It could be an inside job. So we, it's, a, it's a question. It, did anyone inside the prison help him? Other sort of other, other prisoners, um, uh, crook guard staff? Was he helped by people outside the uh, outside the walls, or was it simply um, uh, all of his own uh, all of his own creation? Sir Mark Rowley speaking to LBC there. So how well has he performed in the past twelve months, and what does the next twelve months hold for him? Joining me now is our Home Affairs editor Martin Bentham. So Martin. It's fair to say it's been a tough first 12 months for Sir Mark Rowley. First of all, how would you say he's coped with it all, really? Well, visibly, he appears to have coped quite well. He's uh, still appearing as uh, energetic and positive as he did when he took over. So he doesn't have that uh, look of being ground down by uh, by all the you know, myriad challenges that he's facing, as some people might. 
So I think he appears to be to be uh, to be wearing well, so to speak, and to still be determined to do what he's come into the job and promised to do. And in terms of what he has promised to do, as you've mentioned there, I mean, how do you sort of assess his performance, I suppose, as the commissioner of the Met Police, even in the first year? Well, I think probably he's done as much, really, as he could do. The trouble is, of course, that when you're talking about, for example, the officers in the force who shouldn't be there, which he's talked about himself very, very frequently, frankly, trying to deal with that, with the disciplinary and dismissals regime that exists at the moment, is difficult. It's also difficult, as as with any type of offending, so to speak, to go back and to reinvestigate or, or to take action against things that have already been looked at previously without adequate action being taken. It's sometimes impossible to do that for all sorts of reasons. But So I think he's got a task there to try to get to the bottom of that and to work through all those cases. And certainly he's starting to do that. The Met is starting to do that. And as he points out, they've had a record number of dismissals, as he says, and slowly, slowly trying to, to you know, purge the force of the people who shouldn't be there. As he's also warned, that's going to take some time. There are going to be many more cases, very distasteful cases, coming to to public attention when they reach the courts or misconduct hearings. What is interesting is that, from a political point of view, there's no sign at all of either the mayor or the Home Secretary or the policing minister, Chris Philp, losing any confidence in him. I think they recognise that he's doing pretty much everything that could be to be asked, approaching it with vigour, and they're willing to give him more time. That's it. And you mentioned politics there. There is talk of the Met Police being used as a political football in the run-up to the general election. What exactly does that mean? What you can already see is that, of course, from a not just the Met Police, but policing, law and order is going to be an issue at the general election. The Conservatives argue that overall crime has fallen and that their record has been a decent one. They've got record numbers of officers uh, certainly in the Met, and that they sort of pin the blame. And you've heard this rhetoric from Conservative politicians for what's gone wrong with the Met at the hands of the Mayor Sadiq Khan, who was the person who, as the London Mayor, has oversight of the Met you know, and ultimately was supervising the Met when many of these things that uh, led to the removal of and the departure of Cressida Dick uh, for example, were happening. So that's the Conservative charge. The mayor obviously says he's been on top of things and that some of the problems that the police face are down to government funding, lack of government support and so on. And so you can already see that, that argument uh, playing out at this stage. And I think inevitably that's going to continue. What do you think his priorities are for the next 12 months? Well, I think just to drive through what he's been talking about, I think that, you know, to carry on getting rid of the people who should be got rid of, to reorganise his force, to focus more on visible policing in the communities, try to rebuild that trust with Londoners that has been damaged, certainly. It depends which type of London you are as to how much it's been damaged and and what level of trust you have and faith you have in the police. But it's clear that the overall trust has been been harmed by all that's happened, and that's not surprising at all. So, And and that's another task for the Met, obviously, to show by their day-to-day work in dealing with things like whether it be burglaries, street robberies, which have been rising, shoplifting is a topical subject at the moment, and then... You know, some of the top-end offending like knife crime, homicides and so on. Dealing with those things is all part, isn't it, of, of ensuring that people believe that the police are doing a good job. So there are a lot of 
practical task that somebody running a force like the Metropolitan Police with 35,000 officers in it and a lot more staff as well has to deliver. So I think that's those will be his priorities for the next 12 months. Let's take a break now. In part two, our crime correspondent, Anthony France, gives us the stats on crime and trust in the Met Police. The Met has now fallen another 2% to an all-time low in trust among Londoners. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. Joining me now is our crime correspondent, Anthony France. So, Anthony, in terms of crime across London in the year since Sir Mark Rowley was sworn in as commissioner, what do the stats show? The stats uh, show that since Mark Rowley took over, that crime is steady, but there are certain crimes that are going up very, very steeply. Robbery, particularly of mobile phones, well, that's up nearly 15% in the 12 months since he took over, which is a higher rate than other cities. And I think that also burglary has fallen um, in the year. But, you know, if you look at the 38,000 domestic break-ins, there were, you know, only 1,500 were solved. And that probably is because that sort of fall in burglary is probably because the Met is now attending every burglary call. Again, antisocial behaviour is down. But also up is stabbings. There are over 2,300, an average of about 10 a day in the first eight months of this year, which is a 5% rise, which is truly awful for all the victims. And, um, of course, the young lad, Anis Zen, um, who is 19, he's the 13th teenager to be killed in London, which takes us just one away from the 14 for the whole of last year, which is terrible that we will even get to that milestone but it's still half of 2021, which was the uh, the worst on record. You know, it's a real challenge for the Met. It's almost like whack-a-mole. You solve one problem and then another one pops up. And I imagine in policing, you need a bit longer than a year to make a clear, tangible difference in terms of crime. But what would you say have been his biggest wins as Met Police Commissioner? I think Sir Mark Rowley's biggest wins since he's become commissioner is very much tackling that issue of Met reform. You know, here you have a near 200-year organisation that has been dented by recent scandals, the murder of Sever Everard by one of the officers. Uh, you've got the serial rapists, PCs, David Carrick and Adam Proven. Sir Mark has talked about, you know, cutting the cancer of rogue officers out of the force. 
And that certainly is bearing true with over 260 officers facing misconduct. I mean, as far as he is concerned, you cannot tackle the crime fighting without tackling this scourge of officers who simply do not belong in the force. When I talk about that, the trust, well, you know, you can see already that the Met has now fallen another 2% to an all-time low in trust among Londoners. It's now down to 70%, you know, and three years ago, I mean, it was 83%. You know, the biggest dip in public perception has been among the LGBTQ plus community, which is now down 18%, you know, and this follows reports of homophobia in the ranks and the failure to catch uh, the killer Stephen Port. Black and mixed race groups down. And, and also you can see it as well in, in, in areas like Hackney, Walthams Forest and Lewisham, where trust is again low. But there are some communities, Asian community and white Europeans, where it has gone up. So you can see why he needs, if he needs a community to help him fight crime, why he needs to win their trust. And we have certainly seen him a lot over the past 12 months, popping up in the press for various reasons. And he's most recently called for an overhaul of the criminal justice system. What changes is he actually asking for? He's arguing that uh, paperwork alone has increased by fivefold um, to bring a case to court than it did two decades ago. Um, And he thinks that that's behind, you know, people who are responsible for crimes, evading justice, going unpunished. He's talking about we need to empower and enable the thousands of great officers to get on and do their job. Very much his message is let the police police, saying that the amount of oversight from the Independent Office for Police Conduct and the Crown Prosecution Service that officers are facing is actually making them more hesitant to chase criminals. You know, fearing the prosecution if a suspect is killed or hurt. So he's very much a thinker, I would say, and he's thinking about all different areas where it may well help officers on the street. So based on these past 12 months, Anthony, is he the man to restore trust in the Met Police and find ways to cut crime even further? Well, Sir Mark is the current commissioner who is coming up with, you know, great ideas and, you know, and a real plan. But, you know, I have seen this before in my career. And, um, you know, he's now out of the stage, I think, of thinking about what to do. And I think he'll now be judged on delivery. He's got to take his officers with him. We know morale is low, but he's also got to take the community with him as well. And, you know, we all wish him the best because everybody wants you know a strong fighting effective metropolitan police but i do think now is the time to deliver on everything that he has said the first anniversary present of course was the um, the capture of uh, the escaped um, terror suspect daniel khalif you know that shows you what the metropolitan police can do when well resourced well funded and i think basically the public want them to do that you know get back to basics and do the job there's more news interviews and analysis in the evening standard newspaper and at standard.co.uk that's the leader thanks for listening we're back tomorrow afternoon at four o'clock Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. 
The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.